Well, it looks like Saturday morning got here, whether you wanted it to or not. I am Chaz. Welcome to To Be Determined. And really, that's how all our weekends is set to be. But we've got guys that are going to talk NFL on Sunday, college football on Saturday. We're going to have guys talk Canadian football on Saturday. We got soccer on Saturday and Sunday. We've got guys that are really, really good at what they do, which is picking winners for us. So let's go see what they got to say. Well, what do you say when the data shows the two teams are going in the same direction? Eh, something's got to give with Mo. Mo, we got a few games we're looking at that this week where the easy sports data would be a head scratcher because we've got teams doing the same thing. And guess what? If somebody's winning every game and they're playing a team that's winning every game, nobody's winning that that trend ain't keeping for both of those teams, right? Uh, you know, very true. If, if something's got to give, somebody's got to win, it might as well be us. There you go. And you know what? Uh, occasionally there are ties. Occasionally there are ties. Occasionally there are pushes. But over the course of 16 games most Sundays, somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. So let's talk about a few of the games the Let's see here. The first one we, we looked at together would it be New Orleans, Carolina, right? Because New Orleans is going to Carolina. But overall, in their last 10 regular season games, New Orleans is 8-2, and two, and their quarterback looked pretty good throwing five touchdowns for only 60 yards and passing, where Carolina is actually 5-2 and two against the spread overall. So something's got to give. Mo, talk to us. Yeah, you know, the uh, the performance of Jameis Winston, the way they just manhandled the Green Bay Packers is is scary because you don't know will he will he keep that going. The New Orleans Saints look like a team uh, that uh, was just a world beater against the Green Bay Packers and, you know, arguably the, the most talented quarterback in the league. Uh, so it, it worries me with them going – uh, against Carolina this week because you've got a guy in Christian McCaffrey who looked right back to form, uh, catching the ball, uh, running the ball, and you know they were able to control the clock and control the offense and get that defense tired when when he's on his game. Sam Darnold looked good, uh, you know, playing with a team where he's got some people around him to throw the ball to. Uh, you know, as much as the Saints impressed me last week, I still don't know if they're for real. So I'm. Uh, I'm taking Carolina this week, and I'm throwing my money behind the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Was New Orleans as good as New Orleans looked, or was it because Green Bay was so bad? See, and that's what's hard to decipher because, yeah, Jameis looked good for the little bit for what he did, but you know, I can't recall a game where I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play that bad. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's hard to really decipher what we saw with New Orleans. Uh, yeah, they manhandled Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers was was terrible. I mean, he threw five interceptions all of last year and threw two, uh, you know, in the game in, in a half, uh, you know, on Sunday. So I, I'm going to – I'm going to go with my gut. Jameis always has never let me down when he falls apart. So that's why I'm taking Carolina this week. Yeah, we, we talked about that Thursday a little bit about how much – uh, the maturity of uh, that quarterback picked up after hanging around with Drew Brees for a year because Drew Brees didn't beat himself very often, did he? No, no, he sure didn't. And, you know, he he actually flat out won the job, uh, which a lot of people didn't think he was going to be able to do. So, uh, you know, he, he obviously impressed uh, that coaching staff in New Orleans. And, you know, and it wasn't the easiest thing for them. They give up a home game. They play in Jacksonville because of the hurricane. Uh, and uh, they went out and just laid a whooping on uh, on Green Bay. But you know, I, I like I like what I saw last week from Carolina, so that's why I'm, I'm sticking with them this week. Yeah. So what would would you say in week one was the your your biggest takeaway for anything? The overreaction by people, you know, come Monday, you know, watching people just overreact to what they saw. I mean, let's be honest. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be just fine. Uh, you know, I don't know that, that New Orleans sustains this. You know, a lot of teams uh, that uh, that were favorites that lost, they're going to be just fine. 
probably you know more even more so than Green Bay was the whooping that uh, that Tennessee took from Arizona. They looked uh, they looked fantastic as well. You know, Tennessee is a team that was picked to win their division, uh, possibly contend for Super Bowl, and they looked absolutely lost and terrible Sunday. Murray is like having a video game controller, isn't he? Watching him play. He is. He's great to have if you have fantasy. It's hard to uh, like him if you have his running backs in, in fantasy. But, yeah, it's just it's unbelievable the things that that little guy can do. And uh, he does. Know, he looks like a little guy out there. He's a Yeah, he's a tiny fella. But, you know, it, it, that, uh, that stigma that Drew Brees and Russell Wilson helped break about short quarterbacks, uh, he's definitely carried on that uh, it, it doesn't matter. You can go out there and, and still be a hell of an NFL quarterback. And, I mean, he's been impressive so far. Hey, you know, you you know more about personnel and stuff. Where's Josh Rosen right now? Do you know? Uh, he is sitting on the bench in – he was cut by San Francisco. He's sitting on the bench – oh, man. He's sitting on the bench somewhere. I heard it the other day. I was like, oh, wow, Josh Rosen's there now, huh? That would be a good question if Aaron Rodgers does Jeopardy again. <laughs> If it if anything turns out like last Sunday, maybe that's what he should be doing. He just he looked so disinterested, and I don't know if the the drama of the off season got to him, and he he was just out of sorts. Uh, you know, it's a it's a different type of year. Uh, preseason's a little different. We got seventeen games, so he just he looked disinterested. It was the best way I could probably put it for last Sunday. He looked uh, he looked very disinterested. Yeah, we watched the game, and that's an excellent, excellent uh, adjective. All right, so when we get back from break, we are going to look at a couple more games where the easy sports data trends are showing there's some headbutting going on, and something's got to give on To Be Determined. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hey, we're dealing with the easy sports data when two teams are colliding and something's got to give with Mo from the Mo Radio Show. So, Mo, while we're at break, you did some research for me. Yeah, Josh Rosen was cut by the 49ers, and he is now the backup to Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Well, you know what? Atlanta was one of my few losers last week, and uh, talk about having that team wrong. Yeah, you know, I, I thought, uh, you know, Philadelphia's another team that was kind of uh, – in flux with the new quarterback and Jalen Hurts. And, you know, they had a lot of players uh, move on. And they came out and looked like world beers against Atlanta. Atlanta looked terrible on Sunday. All right, so let's look at this game. So we got, we got a, a Tennessee team that the last seven times they've been on the road, six of the games have gone over. And they're going to Seattle, where the last six home games for Seattle, five have gone under. Something's got to give, Mo. Talk to us. Well, you know, you would think that uh, a team like Tennessee wouldn't come out and put out uh, another terrible performance, but, uh, you know, that's not an easy trip to Seattle, uh, definitely not an easy trip to CenturyLink Field. And Russell Wilson and that Seattle team looked pretty good against the Indianapolis Colts on the road last week. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry, normally, uh, you know, Tennessee Titans control that uh, offense, and last week they couldn't they couldn't do anything. I mean, it was, it was absolutely unbelievable how – uh, Arizona manhandled them. Chandler Jones, five sacks in the first half. Uh, you know, Seattle's defense, obviously not as good. Uh, you know, overall, I think that Tennessee has the better team, the better players, uh, you know, but uh, uh, nothing like a, a, a slim home favorite uh, with Seattle. I, I like Russell Wilson. You can't, uh, you can never count him out. I'm going to uh, lay the minuscule points that there are and uh, take the Seattle Seahawks at so home. What about what about that total? What do you think? You know, it's the, the total is actually – that's one of the ones that's scary to me because what Tennessee team is going to show up? Is it going to be the Tennessee team last year that scored a, a bunch of points every game, you know, 35-plus? Or is it going to be that team that showed up last week uh, who had trouble, uh, you know, not turning the ball over in the end zone? So, to me, that total bet is a bet that I would stay away from. I'm personally staying away from this week because I don't know what this Tennessee team is yet. Yeah, and, and if you look at Tennessee, over six of their last seven on the road, the games have gone over in the number. Well, that's, you know, that's all last year because they were on right. the road. So, so, but Seattle's the same thing. Seattle's under is for their last six home games, which is pretty much an entire season. You only play eight, but now they, they were on the road the first week. So we'll see what happens with that one. And then finally, uh, I think we have a, a Sunday night matchup, a, a fairly good matchup, I would imagine. Kansas City at Baltimore. Well, here's the thing. Overall, K 
Kansas City is one for eight in their last nine regular season games. And and Baltimore has won three of their last three games. They're three and oh at home. So, you know, does that look to me like an easy winner if I take Baltimore? Talk to me. You know, I, I like I like Kansas City in this game. Baltimore has just been decimated by injuries. They're back to running back by committee. They had another uh, long-term injury this week in practice. Uh, you know, Kansas City started slow out of the gate last week, but we saw them pour it on in the second half like they always do. Uh, Baltimore's defense struggled to contain uh, the Raiders on Monday. They're coming on a short week. You've got, you know, the the class of the AFC coming to town. Uh, I, I don't like this matchup at all for for Baltimore. I, I don't think Baltimore is going to recover uh, from what we saw. Obviously, we saw the Browns have some success on Kansas City's defense. Uh, but, you know, we saw that defense come out and shut uh, Cleveland down for the most part uh, in the second half last week, and, and then that offense just took off. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is so good. Lamar is amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong, but three turnovers on Monday, uh, you know, gave the game away with a turnover in overtime uh, after they intercepted, uh, you know, the Raiders in the end zone. I, I like the I, – I don't like Baltimore at all in this game. I, I like Kansas City uh, every which way. Yeah, that second half was such an easy play with Kansas City at, at uh, in the Cleveland game because they just dominated the second half. Of course, the game was close at the end, but when you're playing second halves and the team is losing in the first half and is winning for the game, it's pretty easy to cover that second half spread. You know what I mean? Well, and, and Patrick Mahomes has never not led in a football game that he started, even in the Super Bowl uh, where they uh, didn't score a touchdown, they still let at some point. So you knew that wasn't going to last, uh, you know, for Cleveland. You, you knew that Kansas City wasn't going to play that bad the entire way. They're one of those teams, unlike Green Bay and Tennessee, that that was able to figure it out at halftime and turn it around. And, you know, when you talk about a guy who in his professional career has never not led at some point in the game, how how do I take my money and bet against that? So it's it's Kansas City and Mahomes with my cash all the way on Sunday night. Yeah, and, and 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 that's probably this few points as you're going to be seeing Kansas City laying this year, right? Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Mo, as always, we appreciate your time. Looking forward to a big, big week, and we'll, we'll see you again next time. All right, guys. It's Saturdays in Canada. <laughs> you know what? Don't get me wrong. I never thought I would like uh, Canadian football as much as I am enjoying Canadian football this season. I mean, don't get – again, we bet on it, West, right? We bet on it over the past – not last year, but the years before that. But this covering is really cool. And it, it's a different game. I mean, it is football, but it is just so exciting to watch with, with the different motion. And, and uh, there's less commercials too, especially you watch a CFL game after watching the, the primetime college game. I mean, it, the game goes by. It's great. I love it. Yeah, no, they're, they're, well, I am totally pausing. Pausing games now when I can. Because you can't pause near the end of a game. And if you you can't pause if you're looking at live action. But if you're just trying to, you know, let me get three or four minutes with a half of those commercials. because they And they're so much louder than the games. So then mm -hmm. I get yelled at. Because I'm the one with the game out of my house. Then I get yelled at. Turn the TV down. It wasn't me. It's the <laughs> You know? All yeah, right. So we got a couple games. We got a couple games today on Saturday. And what we're looking at is let, let's kind of recap last week. Last week, if I remember, had some success at the end, right? Last week we did. Last week was a three and one week for for the CFL. You know, we picked all four games. Uh, we did, you know, we did our plays on on this Saturdays in Canada, and then on the sports betting weekly on Thursday nights. We we laid a couple picks, and, and we were three and one. The uh, the Edmonton game was was the only loss and, and we were Edmonton and we laid a, a point and a half but uh you know we we got the other ones the, the the BC game man that was great they put up a lot of points and there was no stress involved in that game I mean yeah but you say three and one like it's three and one but if I remember one of those three was a money line play too was that wasn't that the case yeah we had um Winnipeg was the was a dog money line outright yeah, and, and so they're not equal to me. You know, when you give me a winner that was getting points and I said, I don't need your stinking points, those games aren't equal winners to me. But, yeah, so so what do you think? It's it's week seven. You know, it's not like we have the data from last year. We're, we're dealing with easy sports data, week seven data. We've got some teams with, 
seven games. Some, no, I guess somebody, they're all going to have six games. Some haven't played that many at home. Where are you? What are you seeing? We got a long season ahead of us. What are we going to need to do to make money? We've seen some odd shifts, and CFL can do that because you play teams two two games in a row, and you know that can show you some odd things. Winnipeg just just took it to Sask two weeks in a row. Uh, their defense showed up. They're running the ball well. I mean, they they just look like a championship team. I I mean, they I was saying last week I don't know how many points they could score. I think it was two weeks ago. I don't know how many points they could score. They don't need to when you're not letting teams you know score more than than eight points. So. I mean, everybody's having their way with with Ottawa. So at this point, I'm comfortable laying points against them. I think there's a little bit of coaching drama that's happening in in Toronto. So I that that becomes a, a concern at least until it plays out for a week. But uh, Edmonton's been kind of up and down. I don't really know who they are, but I, at this point, I, I think we pretty much got a feel for who the best two and and you know the the iffy and and who the worst is. And so. Um, not a lot of surprises really at this point. I mean, a one and a half point dog winning the game outright last week. I, is that really that, that big? I mean, it's one and a no, half points. That's a field goal either way. A yeah. field goal either way is, 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 I agree. It's not an up. It's not a big upset, but you know what? Where it really boosts you in, is in parlays. You throw a, a, a plus one thirty. I don't know what it's yeah. if that was what it is. We'll just say that's a lot better than minus one ten when you get the parlay going. So no it, yeah, that. It, yeah. it sure. And if you're a money line player and that's your your flavor, it's even better there because the money line uh, you take a favorite on the money line, you're probably minus one eighty, minus two forty. You know, in soccer that's different, but you know you go yeah. from that to plus one forty. Well, and and when I talk about that with the horses with you too, because you're a horse player. Yeah. I always say people, you know. Dude, you're getting three sixty for your two dollars, or you're getting yeah. two eighty for your two dollars. But this horse has got to die. If the horse yeah. doesn't die, because horses die, Wes, it's a part of the nature of thoroughbred racing. You know, if he doesn't die, you're getting that money, but they won't do yeah. it, and it's a minute later, right? They get the money, whereas yeah. they'll they'll do it and they'll take New England right <laughs> on the money line, <laughs> fighting at the end of the game to win by two. So. It's funny how that is. The people are people are funny. So when we and that's the other thing about Canadian football because it is Saturday. So it's Saturday in Canada. Yeah. What happens is you could go through the whole league and give us an update on every single team, and it don't take but a minute because <laughs> there's only nine of them. You know. Yeah, I'm in Central Time, but the eight forty five Central Time CFL kickoff this weekend, Edmonton and, and Winnipeg. I would far rather be watching that game than than the late night you know, Pac-12 game around here. The Pac-12 game is usually Hawaii against somebody, or sometimes you get USC playing against you know some some high school program. <laughs> but it's you know those are typically by then I'm burnt out of college. I'm ready for something different, and it's just great to have on the screen. No doubt. All right, so when we get back, we're going to make some plays again. Uh, three and one with a dog last week. It's Saturdays in Canada. With Blackhawk West on To Be Determined. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's Saturdays in Canada. So welcome back to talking some CFL, Canadian football. And again, I mentioned, Wes, uh, I'm really, I'm just really enjoying it. But it's funny because the schedule going forward for the CFL is going to get interesting, huh? It is going to get interesting. We got a, we got some different days. You know, we're looking at this week, there's, there's, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, but then next week we got a Wednesday. The following week we got a Tuesday game. So uh, it, it what's cool is we we get that Tuesday game, that Wednesday game. It kind of bridges that that Monday night football, the Thursday night college or Thursday night football, and it, it's it, it's really cool. No, no. Well, you know what? The best part of the year for me is that year when there's the part of the year when there's like forty six straight days of football. You know, Mac yeah. action starts covering some Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We got Monday night football, Thursday night football, Friday and Saturday we get the uh, the kids, and Sunday we get the guys that get paid for a living. Oh, it's great! So, and suddenly we care about the University of Akron versus Miami, Ohio. That's, that's well, just so you know, and we'll talk about this on Sports Betting Weekly. Uh, this has nothing to do with CFL, but those Louisiana Lafayette people took care of me when I was stuck down there, and I will not forget with my pocketbook this Saturday. But let's talk about the game Saturday, two games. Yeah, so the first one is is BC going to Montreal. Uh, Montreal is coming off of a – they're coming off a of bye week. Both teams are coming off of the last game they played, uh, which was against Ottawa. 
um, both hung over 40 points on Ottawa. So they're both coming off confidence boosters, that's for sure. But BC at times has struggled to to score points, although the Owls let everybody score. So I'm looking at I'm looking at BC that's unpredictable with points, although the quarterback edge for sure goes to BC in this game. The Owls allow a ton of points to be scored. So the the way that I'm looking at this game is take the points. I'm just going to take the four points, and uh, even though BC is on the road. Um, and, and the Owls are coming off of a bye week. I, BC does have the better defense, not by a ton, but they do, and they do have the better quarterback, and it just makes more sense to take points in that scenario when you have those two advantages. So listen to this. This is Easy Sports Data, the very first premier edition for CFL. Did you know that in the five games, the two-teamer in the second half of the BC Lions and the under is 5-0? and oh. Numbers yeah. don't lie. No, no. And normally – three in a row or 80%. So if you get two in a row and then you don't get one and then you get one, you're still not a trend, but you get one again, in my opinion, you're a trend. And when, when you have teams that are doing something every single game, man, that's an opportunity there to pay attention to. So no doubt about that. And, and that's what I'm looking at. You know, you mentioned they've got a good defense. Do you realize in the second half they've allowed 19 points in five games. How are you yeah. losing too many of those games? They're not putting up the points that they should for the caliber of quarterback that they have. I mean, that's what I see when I'm looking at those games with, with BC, really. Yeah, the unders are tough to, to bet, but you know what? You get about, let's say, four minutes into the fourth quarter and you ain't got the points yet, unders are great to bet. <laughs> it's not really the first, like, 10 minutes of the bet, whatever you're betting, whether it's the yeah. first uh, half of the game that you have to really sweat it out. And the, the second game Saturday, the last game. The second game on Saturday is uh, Winnipeg against Edmonton. And I know Winnipeg is on the road. They're not scoring a ton of points, but they, they really don't need to. Um, when I look at Edmonton, I, which Trevor Harris is going to show up? Uh, the one that threw for an interception and no touchdowns last week against Calgary. I, I understand why Calgary won last week. The return of Bo Levi Mitchell, but Bo Levi does not play defense, and, and he looked good, by the way, which is just from a fan standpoint. Which Trevor Harris do we get with Edmonton? You got Winnipeg that just completely shut down Cody Fajardo two weeks in a row. They scored 33 points last week, so that, I mean that's not nothing. That's a good performance by Winnipeg. So um, six and a half is a tough number to swallow, but it's Winnipeg, and I believe that Winnipeg is going to score at least 17 points. I mean, and that's probably uh, an under-exaggeration, but they're going to score at least 17. Um, I don't know that Edmonton is going to score more than 10, which means Winnipeg wins and, and covers, and they can kill the clock, and they got a great defense, and it's it, it, the Bombers look like they're going to repeat. This is amazing. Do you know if you bet Winnipeg and under in the second half, do you, first of all, we talked about B.C., in one more game, they've given up two more points. So they've given up 21 points in the second half in six games. If you bet a four-teamer, West with BC in the under and Winnipeg in the under, in the second half, you're 10 of 11. You've hit that four-teamer 10 of 11 times. Every single time it's gone under, and the only loss was one time uh, they lost uh, eight to nine. Or, or 98, they were given points. They just they won, but they didn't cover. So yeah, that's when teams win games. It's the second half. That's my belief, anyway. Yeah, I I like that four teamer. I do. The only the only uh, piece well, to that I would we're uh, huh? five, we're five weeks late. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we would yeah. already we would have if we let that roll. No, we yeah. we lost that one. We lost one. The one in the middle. We we let it roll. You let a four teamer roll for four weeks. Wow, that's a nice bet. Well, we got we got I think another twelve weeks left of it, or ten <laughs> weeks left of it. So it 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 could it could keep going. Oh, we're well. I'll tell you right now, my ducats. There will be ducats. Second half chess ducats on that play. All right, Blackhawk West. It is Saturday. We're we're in Canada. We got two two plays, and uh, if they listen Thursday, they got four plays. But we'll talk to you next time. Yep. Have a good one. Welcome to Soccer Time with Hector. Now, Hector, you've been a, a long friend of Sports Betting Weekly, but this is your first visit to To Be Determined. And really, when you wake up Saturday morning and you're betting soccer, 
Some things are to be determined. You're going to fill us in a little bit this week on some USL games and and uh, some Mexico Liga MX games. But what I wanted to, first of all, is kind of check in and see what happened in the world of soccer last week. Well, last week we had some um, pretty good matchups, pretty good rivalries going on, especially in the USL. Uh, we saw some teams that really don't like each other, even though they're new to the league. For example, San Diego Loyal and uh, teams like Phoenix Rising, who's leading their division, uh, taking on different teams and just beating up on them. You know, even though San Diego Loyal, that's my team from San Diego, obviously I'm kind of biased towards them. Finishing the draw, they played pretty well. It was an enjoyable match considering it was a 0-0 tie. If you like defenses, I always make the comparison. If you like pitching and baseball, you like these kinds of games. And Phoenix Rising, well, they're like the typical Phoenix Rising. You know, they like to womp on people. They scored four, four goals against LA Galaxy 2. And they came out with the victory as well, 4-3. to three. So they're pulling away in their division. And, yeah, it was really exciting to, to watch all these games, all the, you know, these guys trying to make a name for themselves in second division U.S. soccer, maybe get hired by a team in the first division or maybe a Liga MX team or even in Europe sometimes, you know, if they're really good at it. So just enjoyable for me the whole time. And, obviously, I didn't miss any Liga MX, which I grew up watching Liga MX, watching my team Chivas, also not have the greatest performance as the 0-0 tie of their own against Pumas, one of the worst teams in the league this year. But a point's a point for them. A tie seems like a win for them, so I'll take it. Yeah, and that's one of the things that separates soccer, I think, from uh, the other sports is, A, they don't, they don't play as often, and B, you get, you get something even if you lose. Exactly. I mean, a point is a point. I remember still the old school days when uh, – if you won, you only got two points, but FIFA changed that because they wanted to build that. I don't know how long ago they changed it, but uh, they wanted to make sure that you played to win, not just for a draw. So they gave three points after that if you win. So everybody's going for They consider sometimes a tie a loss, depending on how the game looks. But pretty much like the games that I saw with Chivas, I mean, they, they were scrambling. They were scrambling at the end, so a draw for them feel, felt like a win. So, yeah, it's, it's a, one of those things that any little thing, any little mistake, you can feel like you're dominating the game for most 85 minutes. In the last five minutes, you screw up a couple times and you lose the game. So it's one of those things. It's kind of like hockey in that sense. Any little detail that you miss, you, they score two goals on you, game over. No, it it, it is so true. What is, where are we right now? In in the, we're going to talk about games from those two leagues. So let's let's ask you about those two leagues. Where are they in terms of the season? In the USL. USL, I think uh, most teams, they have a different schedule, obviously, pretty much. They all started about the same time, but some teams have more games left than others. But on average, they have about eight or nine games left in the season, which is about the 25% of the season left. Some teams started off slow. Some teams started off hot. And they're, they're going the opposite way kind of thing. So basically, each division, the top four teams in that division make it to the playoffs. And that's, for example, the Pacific Division right now with Phoenix, San Diego, Tacoma, and Orange County fighting for the seeding in that. And there's a couple other teams trying to get in. So it's kind of those one of those things. It's kind of like I was bringing brought up baseball again. It's kind of you want to finish strong. If you didn't finish pretty good at the start of the season, you want to make sure you finish strong, be healthy at the right time to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, you just got to get above that that line for the fourth spot, right? Exactly. You make it in at number four, you can make it like like the NFL, you know, kind of like. A wild card getting in, like the Steelers, I remember, made it in as a wild card. And I think the Packers, too, and they both won the Super Bowl. So it's kind of those things, like just get in healthy, get in playing strong at the right time, and you can make a run. All right, so let's ask you, what happens if four and five are tied with the same amount of points? Yeah, well, there's, they, I think they got like eight or nine tiebreakers in that league, which makes it funny. I think the last tiebreaker is like a coin flip or something, which would really suck. You play your whole season. About, you have, yeah, take it off the field. I was going to say, you might as well. Hey, I got a quarter. Anybody got a quarter? Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. It reminds me of like a high school football game, how yeah. they decide yeah. those. Kind of like, but yeah, that would. I, I don't think it's ever happened. I don't think it'll ever happen. But I think they got like, you know, obviously goal differential, uh, points at home, point, points against common opponents. Kind of similar to like other leagues, like NFL, whatever. But kind of like if it does get to that point. I'd rather be old school and just go to penalty kicks and whoever misses the most loses. But leaving it up to a coin flip, coin flip would suck. I don't think it'll get there, but they got a, a bunch of different tiebreakers to make sure that, that there's nobody pissed off at the end. So what about Liga MX? We talked about Mexican soccer quite often during the pandemic with Paulo when we were doing Sports Betting Weekly during uh, the 
COVID crisis. What about them? They, they've played eight matches. How many do they play? They play a total of 17 matches. So each team plays each other once. Uh, they rotate like uh, Apertura and, and the opposite league of Apertura, like a fall and spring seasons kind of thing. So pretty much you play like, for example, one team can play like their opponent at home in Apertura, and then the following season they play them on the road. So everybody gets a chance to see each other at least one time. And obviously, if they make the playoffs, then we'll see them more than once. So it's kind of like that. It's 17 total games. And, uh, you know, if you like same thing with USL and any other sport, you just want to make it in. If you, if, I think the top eight seeds make it in. And then there's a playoff for the final uh, spots. The number eight seed gets the number eight and nine seed get to fight each other for the last position. And that number eight seed has to play the number one seed. And they go by seeding after that. So it's kind of like they try to make it fair as much as possible, but there's way less games. They got, I think it's half the amount of games in Liga MX as there is in like USL or like uh, Major League Soccer. All right. So the Apertura, what's that mean? Apertura, well, they, that's what they, I talked to my friends who don't follow Mexican soccer a lot because it throws them off. Apertura, you would think it should be in the spring season because that's technically Apertura means opening. But the Apertura actually means in Liga MX, like the, the fall season kind of thing, like right now. So it's, it, it throws people off. I don't know if they did it on purpose or they, somebody screwed up when they did the scheduling. Because a long time ago when I was growing up, it was like a long-ass season, kind of like they had like in Spain or in, in England, where you play like each team twice, and it's, it's like super long. So they broke it down to two. Apertura means opening, but for some reason they did it in the fall, and clausura means closures. And they're doing that in the spring. So everybody's kind of like, why did they do it backwards or, or whatever? But it worked out okay. It's the same amount of games anyway. So they, so they play half the season, then they take a break, and then they play half their season. Well, there's a champion in Apertura. There's a champion in Clausura now. Okay. So it's not like one champion for both like they used to do. But uh, actually, before, they didn't have Apertura or Clausura. It was just long, one long-ass season. So kind of like that. It's just a name that throws people off because you, I agree with them. They, they should have done Apertura in the spring and Clausura in the fall just to make it consistent. But Whatever, that's how they did it. All right, so when we come back from break, we're going to play soccer picks. It's soccer time with Hector on To Be Determined. Welcome back to Soccer Time with Hector on To Be Determined. Now, Hector, when we were talking earlier, you mentioned something about the 85th minute, and it really is soccer. If you're playing it live, you pay attention in those last few minutes, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's when the fatigue sets in for players. That's when the coaches try to overthink that or they play to, to not lose the game. Like I was saying a while ago, like sometimes a drop would look good, especially on the road against a better team. So sometimes it'll be like really reactive and send all the players back. But that doesn't mean a guarantee that you're going to tie the game. Somebody might still score on you kind of thing. So a lot of it's a lot of psychology in the last fi final minutes of a soccer game because a lot of people get Depends on their personality, if they're like defensive or the coaches are overly reactive. It can screw you up either way. So those are the, the money shot minutes, if you know what I'm saying. Very much so. We've had plays where we're minus 300 and we're getting them at six to one because they're down one to nothing. And like you said, boom, boom, they score a couple times quick and it changes everything. So we're going to start with the USL. We got a, a game on Saturday and a game on Sunday. The, the Saturday game is Phoenix, Phoenix Rising. In Orange County. Now, the way it looks, it looks like Orange County is the home team. Yeah, well, right now they have it broken up as uh, Phoenix Rising being at home. So the, the team that's pretty much on top. Right, yeah, and me, that is yeah. different than any other sport you're seeing. If you see hockey, the team on the right is the home team, but not in soccer. So talk about that game. What do you see happening? Well, Phoenix Rising, they're running away with the division again. They're the Western Conference champion defending. Uh, there was no final last year. Uh, because of the whole COVID thing, they were supposed to play the final against Tampa Bay. So they're still kind of pissed off. They never got a chance to like affirm themselves as a champion. I think they got like an 11 point lead right now in second, on second place. There's two teams tied for second, Orange County and San Diego Loyal right now. So they definitely want to keep the momentum going because they definitely want to finish with the most points in the league. And uh, that crowd gets crazy. I don't know if anybody's got a chance to see them on TV or like streaming and uh, it gets really exciting. It reminds me of kind of like old school Liga MX games in the eighties and stuff. So, I think they're going to feed off of that victory they just had against LA Galaxy, and they're going to they're going to be looking good. They're going to be looking to prove themselves as a title contender again. Orange County's trying to make the playoffs because even though they're tied for second right now, there's no guarantee that they'll make it because there's a bunch of team vying for the uh, top four spots. 
Uh, but I think all in all, being at home and, and be just being on a streak, and as I said, they still want to get that chip off their shoulder and make it to the final. Uh, I think Phoenix Rising is going to take this one in a close game, uh, in a high-scoring game at, at that. I think it'll be 3-2 to two Phoenix Rising. What are the totals normally for these games? Do they set them at three and a half? What do they do? Well, that, that depends on the teams, too. Like, Phoenix Rising is a high-scoring team. Orange County is high-scoring, but not as much. Uh, so, San, San Diego Loyals could be, like, super defensive uh, one day and super offensive the next game. So, it all depends on how streaky they are at the moment. That's the cool thing about Division Two uh, U.S. soccer, that they're always trying to prove themselves for something greater in their careers. So, uh, the lines vary, obviously, based on team, based on quality of opponent. But, yeah, usually you get, like, a line that's about over-under about three and a half, three or three and a half. Yeah, Phoenix Rising has a, a 27 goal differential, plus 27. And, and that's that's a lot of a lot of of uh, goal. I mean, that's pretty much every single game. They're beating them by one and a half. So that, that's a nice start. Okay, talk to us. The next game is also one of those uh, playoff teams you meant, mentioned, San Diego Loyal. And they're playing on Sunday. They're playing on Sunday at home at Torero Stadium against Tacoma Defiance. I see this one as a really interesting matchup because Tacoma's beaten them all three times they played. This will be their last match of the season, in the re regular season at least. And San Diego Loyal's got like that little chip on their shoulder too. They want to not lose to these guys four times in a row because if you face them in the postseason, that's definitely going to be in the back of your mind that you weren't able to beat them in the regular season. So that crowd gets crazy at Torero Stadium. I actually got a chance to be there a couple times already this season and last season. And it's just a pretty cool vibe. They feed off the crowd a lot. Uh, Landon Donovan, one of the all-time greatest soccer players, is their head coach, so he knows how to win games. They started off slow this season, lost their first four games, but they got they bounced back and started playing really well. Now they're like tied for the second spot in the division. So I think they're going to finally get that monkey off their back. They're going to beat Tacoma in another close game, not as high scoring. I'm going to go with this one, San Diego Loyal, 2-1. to one. What about um, that stadium? How many people show up? The capacity is 6,000. And uh, usually it's a sellout. The last couple of games they haven't been because of the whole, you know, COVID situation. And like if we're going to go back into lockdown again, like the whole vaccination thing. And USC is going back into school. That's where Torero Stadium is located, University yeah. of San Diego. So they got re different regulations for people to enter the stadium or not enter the stadium based on their COVID protocol. So, but it gets, even if it's not a full stadium, it, it feels like a full stadium. It kind of reminds me of Duke university. They're always a sellout, but even if there's two guys missing, you feel the vibe there. It's no, no, I agree with you. I've been there and, and it, it's a, it's really, and it's right on the field. I mean, it's tight. You're when that's the one beauty of small stadiums. You're right on the field. It's great. You know, no, there's not a, a bad seat in the house really. Yeah. Yeah. The microphones, you have to be careful where you put them because you can hear every little thing that's being oh, said. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Chivas. Now, I told you, I looked up Chivas, and I couldn't find them. And the reason I couldn't find them is because Chivas is their nickname, but Guadalajara is what they use. Yeah, Guadalajara, Chivas, probably some people would argue with me, but I'm still saying the most popular team in Mexico, even though they haven't been playing that like that in the last two or three seasons. The last championship was in 2017, and they're number 10 on the table right now. They're in that cusp of making the playoffs kind of thing, so... So they really need need this win, especially after their performance against Pumas at the Estadio Universitario last time, and they tied 0-0 where they had plenty of chance, uh, chances to score, and they screwed up all of them. So I think uh, the coach, Busetich is going to get on them this week. I think they're going to remember how it was last season where they started off slow and all the criticism that they're getting. that They have the players on paper, but they're just not showing it. I think they're going to bounce back from their previous performance, and I think they're going to win a close one against Pachuca, which Pachuca is also a team that's trying to get into the playoffs right now. And I think it'll be a, a low-scoring game. I'll give it one nothing to uh, Chivas de Guadalajara. So let me ask you, you, you mentioned one nothing. That was the first game you talked about, low-scoring. How often do you play clean sheets when you bet? Sometimes. I, I always go by the, by the streak of the team itself. If they've had a clean sheet or two for a while, I might bet the next one is that, that they're going to they have their defense going and their goalkeeper's playing well. But at the same time, if they might have given up five goals the previous game. Then I'll be like this week, their, their coach got on them, their training, their their mindset is like really prevent that from happening again. So it, it all goes by the feel and the vibe that the, the team is showing in the recent games. So I like to play those, but I'm usually the type of guy that, that sticks to the traditional over-under, winner-loser kind of thing. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. The, the uh, You know, that I talk about it a lot. If, if I went into a, a sports book in Vegas and asked people what a clean sheet was, 
Well, they would talk about their room, right? The maid service. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Vegas. The clean yeah, room in Vegas. That's true. Not a lot of clean sheets in Vegas. Hey, Hector, soccer time with you is always fun. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Chess. Good morning, San Diego. It's time for Wake and Bake. <laughs> to be determined. Now, I always tell people that whole to be determined goes a lot a lot of ways. I mean, sometimes I say to myself, should I go outside on the patio? And try some of that new stativa I got from Urban Leaf, or should I go make coffee first? And sometimes I do both. <laughs> Tommy, welcome to Wake and Bake. You know what? Appreciate when you stop in every few weeks and, and give us your plays because uh, you know what? There's not too many times you're not sending me winning tickets. Now, don't get me wrong; you don't win every bet, but um, when you beat them, you beat them a good one, don't you? Yeah, I try. I try because you do the things. It that it takes you, you know, you can't bet, you know, fifteen dollars on a lot of straight bets and, and expect to to to, to whack them. You've got to go in. You've got to do what you do. Like, what did you do? You had, um, you know, you're famous for your double down, which is yeah, take well, hundred dollars. You bet a two teamer in the first half and you win. You let it roll. The second half, you cash. You take a, a C note, you turn it into a G note. It's really only one more letter, right? So yeah, C E F D G. So it's a few letters away, but it's a whole nother zero. I'm uh, I'm very comfortable just letting everything ride. When you yeah. win big, betting is to bet big. So if I play a $312 two-teamer, I'm going to get a grand back. You know, And that's how you win a grand. That's how I uh, get my Bitcoin uh, account nice and fluffy. And what you'll do is like, you know, if, you, if you're uh, if you hit playing online or you hit at a horse race, you turn around, you take you take your money. But you do like what Wes does on on Thursday nights. He preaches, take your money. But then you go, OK, <laughs> it's free money. Put it all and you'll bet a two teamer for two fifty. That'll pop for seven. Yeah. yeah I, I lose some, too. Obviously, you know, it's but you already took the money out, though. You yeah, know what? No, I, I always take um, once I get to a certain I have a stop loss. Right. So once I get to a certain level, I take it out, and then I always leave myself a couple hundred bucks to screw around with. Right. Yeah. Kind of like a reward, you know? Yep. So anyway, yeah, so it is, uh, you know, if you're watching this on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network or on Belly Up Sports uh, Fantasy, you are sitting up, I don't know, a little before 9 o'clock San Diego time. Let me tell you, it is hard. We talk about this every show. It is hard to do football season from the Pacific time zone. It really is. But we do what we got to do, and we handicap games. And, Tommy, you've given us a ton of winners. So so let's do this. Let's start with the Saturday morning. So normally on a Saturday morning, what time are you up to, to, to get started? Uh, I'm an early riser. I'm usually up before 7 o'clock. Right. And so you got plenty of time to see because, as you know, this time of year, there's hurricane weather you got to deal with down south if you're betting. Uh, normally, of course, you got injuries, but now you got COVID. Who's going to come down with COVID before the games? There is nothing worse than 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 you know you weren't able to do for whatever reason. Life sometimes, as you know, keeps you from getting the information you need to to make smart bets because you're busy. You got things you got to do. But there's nothing worse than when you find out after you put the play in, you know, that something is not in your favor. It's never yeah. a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. Now let's talk about the, uh, the the college game. You said you have a dog you like. Yeah, I like Virginia Tech. Uh, getting the two and a half points. Um, let's see, they're at they're at Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, uh, the money line is plus one fifteen on my book, um, and that's the way I'd go. I think you know, I think they're more than capable of winning that game outright. And if you're only going to get two and a half, you might as well play the money line on that game. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to win by win or lose by two. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would just uh, I would play uh, uh, Virginia Tech on the money line, and and that's uh, that's for Mister uh, Tom Vasco out in Virginia. Yeah, you know what? I I, I talked to Tom this week. He uh, he had given me some plays, and we said some prayers for him. So if you're a prayer type of person and you got nothing to do before kickoff, throw out a prayer for Tom Vasco and. Uh, Hopefully he'll heal up real, real soon. Yeah, the um, the the funny thing is that game I I gotta think has a little bit of history to it, right? The West Virginia, Virginia. yeah, they play a lot. Yeah, yeah, and and they're not normally you know score fest either. They're not normally score fest either. So 
like I said, the, the the teams that win that game normally just like you said they don't they don't win by one or two. You win by three. You win by seven. You know that's kind of how you win. Yep, agreed. And uh, I, there's, I mean, West Virginia sometimes has a real potent offense, but. Virginia Tech always has a good defense. Beamer's gone. They still block kicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's part of their culture. It's ridiculous there. Yep. All right. So when we come back from break, we're going to talk NFL. Now, don't get me wrong. It's 10 o'clock. But as we were talking, Tommy, before, if you're a single guy, you go out Saturday morning. 10 o'clock Sunday's fairly early, you know? Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. You're listening to Wake and Bake on 2 be determined. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Good morning, San Diego. Welcome back to Wake and Bake. Tommy Penz has joined us, and, and we're, we're talking about how early it is and some of the routines. Tommy mentioned you were an early riser. I am too. But the difference between Saturday and Sunday for me is, is is a wee bit. Now, I think last time you were on, you mentioned how you're you're more of a college player than the pro player, right? Yeah, Wasn't that yeah right? I've evolved into I bet way more on college than I do on the pros. Yeah. And so, like, Vicky will be so excited, especially like this week her Baltimore team was on TV. You know, as you know, when the, when the uh, Chargers hit the town, Vicky said, screw you. She didn't burn any jerseys, but she became a Baltimore fan. She's got a Baltimore jersey. Baltimore – uh, ornaments on the Christmas tree. I mean, she's gone. She's gone raving on us. But the, uh, the she's all excited. By the time Sunday gets here, I've given college football like fourteen hours of my life, right? Because you get yeah. up at seven, you're handicapped, and you got to get your bets in by eight, eight thirty. The game start at nine, then they go to twelve, and then there's three, and then there's seven. And if you're lucky and you got a lot of money, you can't get screw out the Hawaii game that goes out at like nine o'clock. And so it really is, it, it's a, a tough way to start your morning. However, because marijuana is legal, it helps a lot. And it also helps us pick winners. So let's talk some NFL games. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, no, no, we have another college. So let's talk a college game. All right. You said uh, Michigan State and Miami. You liked Miami, you said. I do. I like the way Miami played last week, and Michigan State is terrible. I mean, they did whoop on a really bad, you know, the uh, Division Two Youngstown State team last week. But, you know, if Youngstown State can score 14, Miami can store, score 44. And oh, you know what? That is so true. When it comes to college football, it really is. You could say those lines, and you could win a lot of money if you just kind of pay attention, right, Tommy? Yeah. If, if this team can score or can't score on this team, what is this team going to do to them? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a Michigan State guy, and they had a terrible team last year. They're still terrible, and they're going to get whooped. You know, in Miami, they're going to get clobbered. Right. And that's a, you know that's a big game because the Big Ten really hasn't done well, right, when they played outside their conference. Now, uh, don't get me wrong, um, Miami is is in the ACC, but Miami is a little normally a little better than most ACC teams too, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's really just Miami and Clemson in that league and Notre Dame because Notre Dame plays an ACC schedule. Right, right. And we know Notre Dame, what they're, what they're going to do. They're going to go 9-0, 8-0, 10-0, yeah. and then they're going to lose to USC. USC. <laughs> well, the game counts, they won't, they, they won't show up. All right, so that, that that'll get us through. So so now it's set, it's Sunday. We're going to talk some pro. Like I said, we, we we're waking and baking on Sunday a little later. That extra hour makes all the difference. It really does. And then when the the sooner or later we fall back, right? And the time clock in that day, you get the extra hour too. That's a real good day for waking bakers. There's no doubt about it. It's not for it's not April twentieth or anything, but it's a pretty good day. All right, let's talk a about, great day at the bars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The time was two. It would be close right. to time. That'd be one o'clock again. It's another yeah, hour. Do it all over again. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the the uh, NFL game you liked. Uh, I like actually, believe it or not, I like. Although they're picked to be historically bad, I like Houston this week catching the thirteen points from Cleveland. They uh, they played really good last week. Tyrod Taylor had a game. You know, um, he's a he's a decent quarterback. He's nobody's you know Tom Brady, but. Uh, but he's a serviceable NFL quarterback, and I wish the Colts still had him, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I think 13 points is too much to give uh, 
to give that team, you know, and as everybody says, you know, uh, all the players in the NFL are on scholarship. So 13 points is a lot to give that team that scored a bunch of points last week. No, they get paid on Sundays. They get paid on Sundays. There's nothing. But of course, now, as we talked about it with the NILs, they get paid on Saturdays, too. Yeah, that's true. true. (laughs) If you go to one of five schools. You're right, right, exactly. Yeah. But the bottom line is uh, they still they still can make their money. So let's look at this game. You got a game where the team won last week as a, as a dog yeah. playing the team that lost last week. What was the last time in the NFL you had a team that lost playing a team that won, right? Well, they're they picking to be decent this year. To actually, pick, a lot of people of the wise guys are uh, picking Cleveland to win that division. But I don't know if they saw Pittsburgh play last week. You always got to beat Pittsburgh. You always got to beat your, you know, Vicky's team, the Ravens. Yep. And um, you know, the Ravens lost, but that that was a good game, the Monday night game. Oh, I that was, that yeah. was incredible. I mean, you know what? Uh, John from our show was it was in Vegas, and by the time he he took a video afterwards, he was sloshed. <laughs> Maybe fifty two. Uh, no, 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 John, John from GMF Sports. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I got multiple, multiple Vegas jobs. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, it's it just that's 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 got to be a weird situation where you go back and say, when was the last time a, a team that won is playing a team that lost, and the losing team is given two touchdowns? I mean, it's just yeah. unheard. Of, yeah, know? I'm just gonna take. I mean, who knows? They could get you know boat race. Well, they scored a lot, Houston, last week. It's yeah. not like they just eked out a win. No, no, no. They look good. They put up, how many? They put up like thirty or forty points. I thought yeah, they forty-two. Played. I think. Yeah. So. so yeah, I'll take those points. You know, I think um, 13 is a lot to give an NFL team, especially an NFL team that looked as good as they looked last week. They're leading that division right now. That's right. First, First place, place, baby. One the, most 1-0 teams get to say that. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> right. teams lost last week in that division. It's, no, no. You get you jump out to an early lead in any division, and then you're, you, know, you can play a little different. Having a lead changes everything. It really does. It changes everything. It makes life a lot easier when you got the lead. You know? yep. All right. So uh, before we let you wake and bake out of here, uh, what do you think of this weekend? You got anything else that uh, is going to 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 look at? I play in the Saturday tournament up at uh, Hamul Casino every Saturday. Uh, it's it's not a huge tournament, and it's it's just it's a uh, it's a forty dollar buy in with a twenty dollar add on and revise. So the most you go into your pocket for is eighty bucks, unless you have to re-enter the tournament, which I would never do. Um, yeah, so I got that going on Saturday. Uh, that starts at 10 a.m. So I'll be on my phone watching college football. Uh, yeah, well, you showed us many of those piles of chips over the, the last few weeks, so keep that good string going, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, take it easy. Thanks for watching To Be Determined. And really, I'm telling you right now, if, if you got the time, go back, play it again, take these guys' picks down. You're catching tickets. Well, you're going to win every week. Of course, nobody wins every single week. But these guys win almost every single week. And and what's the beauty of it is they cash out and they take their money home. And then you're playing with house money. The money's in the bank. You're playing with house money. That's a good day in my book. Always be cashing.